0: Hello everyone. This welcome to the first episode of the Golden Cast Podcast with uh, yes with Darth Goldust and Nathan Quitchell.
1: How's it going everybody? How's everyone hanging?
0: Yeah. Today for this podcast, we're excited the topic will be Teen Titans. The original Teen Titans, not that garbage Teen Titans go.
1: Amen to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we'll do this until like seven. How's that sound?
1: That sounds pretty good. Okay. And I will and then this, um, when Teen Titans Go, like, first started airing, I didn't know about the uh, original, so that was the first one I saw, but once I saw the original, I was like, man, the original is better, holy smokes, and then I started in, and, like, man, the the new one, just, the jokes are just not funny at all.
0: Exactly, like, yeah, I knew about the original one, I mean, I didn't watch that many episodes when I was younger, it wasn't until I was older and started to appear on streaming services that I start to watch it and i really enjoyed it b1t times go did come out i never liked it i found it annoying i found it irritating and made me want to gouge my eyes out and my ears i never understood what was so f- funny about why some people liked it like if people like it to each their own i just numb our cup of tea
1: yeah i can i definitely agree with that because uh... I started just not liking it after like some of the jokes that started a game more like are they like trying to be funny or trying to be dumb and that's supposed to be funny? And I'm like like being dumb just ain't funny unless it's like being smart about it. And this ain't being smart, this is just like obnoxious. And I do not like that exactly. But once, but once I started seeing like the original, I was like, Holy smokes, like yeah, it's Dark, like it does have many dark versions, and we have to talk about like the best animated villain of all time, Deathstroke or Slade. Yep,
0: fun fact uh, the reason they they called him slay instead of Deathstroke was because they thought Deathstroke would be too dark for a children's show at the time, but uh, but they did use the name Deathstroke in later cartoons such as Young Justice and We're the Batman, probably because those were aired. Aimed at more older audiences.
1: Yeah. yeah and I could definitely understand. Like, I think Deathstroke might sound a little bit too dark, but I feel like just to everyone that, like, does, like, know who Slade Wilson is or, like, knows his name, like, yeah, that's Deathstroke. And I feel like it was pretty smart on their behalf to make him who he was. Cause, like, I don't know, like, who, how he is in the comics, but, like, also like in there, he's like a mental villain. Like he basically like makes all the Titans, Robin, Beast Boy, even Ray then at one point, like completely just like questioning everything about everything. He like, even brought Robin to being like, is he still alive? And we have to go find him to the point where he's like going crazy. And like Yeah,
0: yeah. That, yeah, is... that was one of the more yeah. famous episodes called uh, Haunted, where he I think some stuff on his ma on Deathstroke's mask made Robin go nuts and beat himself up.
1: Yeah, cause I I saw like clips of it, and there was like one scene where he thinks he's fighting Deathstroke, but then when everyone comes in, they just see him beating himself up. Yeah, and, at the end, like, it turned out like, it was all mm-hmm. in
0: his head. It turned out that Deathstroke's mask had like this some dust or something that made him hallucinate. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, one thing we'll appreciate the show is the voice acting. We both admitted that the voice acting is really good, good. Like you can definitely tell these actors are definitely passionate about their work and bringing and they bring these characters to life perfectly. And you can definitely buy like you can definitely buy the age. Like, I think both Scott Manville and Greg Sizas do a good job making Robin and Beast Boy sound like teens, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing that I loved about the original one because I feel like they look like teenagers. Was so like I saw them like before, and I'm like, because in teenagers ago that was like what I was used to. And once I saw them, like they look like actual teenagers and not like little kids, just <laughs> cosplaying. Insane. And it's like, what is this? And I like the way how like they act like teenagers. They still, but they still have like, you know, some like adult complexes. And i like, yeah, that exactly. Is-
0: yeah. And and also, i I did look at it. It's behind this video from Tara Strong, where she was talking about how she, talking about became the voice of Raven, saying that she got some good voice direction. That she decided to give the character this little guttural role, and she did and put a lot of passion and effort into the role. But actually as she said that. She stood her character, Dar the Devil, want wanted to make her sound believable as that kind of character. And she's... Uh, worked. And plus, she had a good vo- voice director. The voice director for that show, I believe, was Andrea Romano, who's done several other famous cartoons. Tunes, like I got right here. She also... Uh, yeah, she's voiced several cartoons from... From Super Friends to Jetsons to... To. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yes, yes. To Animaniacs. Most of the DCAU shows. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Shows. After Last Airbender, The Batman, Ben 10 Alien Force, Omniverse.
1: Let's see. Oh, that one. That one was really good. I remember seeing that when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch too much of Ben 10. Okay, that wasn't my biggest. Sin- Trist, I mean, I saw a little bit of the original show, and I saw both TV movie but we'll stay Ben 10 for like another cast.
1: Yeah, yes, man. like I wasn't a big, really big into Ben Ten, but when it was on, I would watch it, and I thought it was really, really cool. And saying like not to completely be negative because we're not ne- we're never about negativity here, but it's just that still the new show for Ben Ten was this terrible like they made it into a comedy where even before it was like a serious movie about like you have this power how do you use it that it's just like Bendis has these alien powers and he's using it for childish reasons and I'm like what is happening and I even talked like to other friends of mine and they said like it's just a new show for a new target demographic and that was it
0: yeah, I yeah, I mean, those designs look like demented Funko Pops, if you ask
1: yes. me. Yeah, As anyway, like be- the voice acting in there, I don't feel like it didn't hit all the way because, like, before, like, all the aliens sounded very, like, kind of cool and otherworldly, where in this one, they just seem kind of, I don't know, just too comedic for me.
0: Yeah. Like, we'll one be- of them, they
1: got the voice actor for Beast Boy, actually.
0: Yeah. Okay, now Beck did Tint.
1: I mean, yeah just because not to, know, not to go off on a rant just wanted to bring that up
0: fair enough and also in the oh um uh i uh, i did have some unique designs like you did, like i did like the anime
1: designs they use for it yeah that's one thing i really like about it is, like it deals like an anime a lot of times like i think even the Singers for the opening are indeed Japanese, There even is a Japanese version of it, if you listen really closely to some of the earlier seasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one thing they do is some sometimes in some episodes, they would play the theme so- song in English, and then other times they have it be sung in Japanese.
1: Yeah. And we can't forget the awesome movie that we had, uh, Teen Titans, uh, Trouble in Tokyo. Is that what it was? Yeah, called? yeah,
0: Trouble in Tokyo, yeah.
1: That one was so good, like very dark, but still had like its cool, funny comedy. Yeah, and-, and it just it felt very anime. And were there any like Japanese people on?
0: I production? yeah yeah. There was one guy who's Asian, Kiri Hiroyuki Tagawa. If you don't know who he was, he was he was Shang Tsung in the 1995 Mortal Combat movie, and was also the villain in movies such as Showdown, Little Tokyo.
1: Oh, I love that movie. That's such a good movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was the villain Showdown down little Tokyo. Yo, and Showdown Tokyo. but Tokyo. He he voiced the character of let me just see. if I can remember who did he voice in Showdown Tokyo. Oh, Bruce Shogun.
1: Bruce Shogun. Hmm. I yeah, haven't that's we've been doing a long time. So, I don't really remember all the characters' names in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also ma my... But, uh, this is also a show that... The, sh- sh- it was also one of the many kind of cartoons that instead of opening up with the horror story, you open up with the characters basically already together and stuff. I noticed a lot of cartoons seem to have done that. That Like, I don't th- like, almost every Spider-Man cartoon I've seen never opens up with the horror story. Uh, story it, it, it just opens up with Spider-Man already as Spider-Man. Like, 9th cartoon, he was o- already Spider-Man. In Spider-Man, He opened up with it opened up with him already being Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man opened up with him already being Spider-Man. Man, like, i am not so, a lot of cartoons try to skip the origin story thing and just go straight right into it as the characters as the heroes already.
1: Yeah, in this one, like, they're always, like, in their costumes. Like, I don't feel like I've ever seen any of them, like, outside of their costume.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah like, because I think the point is they're supposed to be he heroes
1: twenty four seven. Yeah, and that I'm not saying that that is bad, but I just feel like that is like very interesting because like a lot of shows do do like with the dynamics of this. But you know, like still, so it's a kid show, so it's like, oh, we just want to see all the heroes do their stuff or be the heroes twenty four seven. mm Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also.
0: It's-
1: this that i didn't notice because um i did watch like the first like ever episodes for it which i love like i love like the dynamics between robin and cyborg which i thought was this very very fun and very like holy smokes like this is actually very very good good like they have problems and they work it out out at the end and it's like oh this is actually really nice like they're not sugarcoating it yeah
0: exactly they actually show these things they actually make them relatable
1: yeah, but just, uh, not to go on our channel, that, that's why I kind of don't like most like, modern-day shows. Like They just feel like they just sugarcoat every thing, but back then it's like, yeah, it's for kids, but they still give you time to actually make them relatable.
0: Yeah, so I far, appreciate. the most recent cartoon thing that has the closest to a heart to it, in my opinion, so far as My Adventures of Superman which came out recently, that show mm-hmm. actually does have heart to it.
1: Yeah, I've heard like many different like, rumors about it. It actually looks really, really good. And I oh, really it, do want to check that out.
0: Oh, it is really, really good. I recommend it. It's definitely has heart to it.
1: And also, like, with HBO Max, like, uh, Teen Titans is on there. So if anyone does want to check it out, it's on there. But I will say this like, they cut out, like, how many seasons did they cut out? Because weren't there supposed to be like five whole seasons? They cut out
0: seasons? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they um uh, like because the one with cyborg and I think the first appearance of Red X they took out. I don't know why. Maybe this I
0: think the show is also Amazon Prime to watch. So if so, if what you're saying is true, I think you can also watch Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, that's how I got it. Was um uh the local li- our local library has it on DVD, and that's how where I got it from.
0: I have the complete series on Blu-ray.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, so okay. that's how I saw it and because I have it on my watch list, I haven't started watching it all the way through, I just know it's like, oh, like, they're, some of the episodes look a little bit di- different, like, they cut them out, but mostly they didn't cut out all the big stuff, like, they left in, like, all, like, the other character development, and it's like, meeting Slade, meeting Tara, meeting everyone else.
0: Yeah, I'm checking Prime now, uh, now, only the Check Prime now looks like like all the seasons are available on Prime.
1: Oh, nice. Hmm. I may have to check. I have to check on there again because I just thought it was only on HBO Max because that's just where everything DC is at right now. Yeah, or Netflix because Netflix has everything as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, but yeah. uh, it also add, added a decent amount of villains. Villains a lot of us haven't heard of. Like we got villains like Puppet Master who. Ironically, Puppet Master was voiced by Tracy Walter, who played uh, Bob Lagoon from Barry89. Bob Lagoon?
1: Bob uh, Lagoon. Oh, Bob, you know,
0: Bob Lagoon. Oh, the, 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 yeah. The Joker's main henchman in Batman 89 I'm the guy who says, oh. You are my number one.
1: God. Oh,
0: that guy, yes. I mean, yeah.
1: Should, yeah. And then he shoots him at the end because he was Yeah, upset. because
0: he's pissed that Batman stole his balloon, balloon, so he takes his anger out on him.
1: Where did he get those things?
0: Bob? Gun. gun. I'm gonna need a moment alone, boys.
1: I need a moment alone, boys. <laughs> That's another thing I would, like, with the villains, like, because all the villains are great in the series, like, I feel like one, because, um, because, like I said, in Teen Titans Go, they just kind of child eyes everyone. But uh, one villain I feel like this has, like, I don't know, like, kind of like a really cool background was um, Control Freak? Is that his name? He's yeah, the
0: con- one that's yeah like- Control Freak. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Control Freak, I think, yeah. is one of the more underrated villains as villains as I think he's has got he power. He can... You know, go go through cyberspace and stuff. I I feel like that's a, overlooked by a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a like a dope villain. And I love the episode where um he makes Raven like legit scared of something. And then no, actually that wasn't
0: away. Raven. No, that no, that was actually Raven. hurt. well, actually she kind of was scared, but then of the movie. But then yeah, later because of her it. suppression of Shen, because she was trying to suppress her. Her feelings about being scared it ended up manifesting into a monster trying to attack them.
1: Yeah, it was good, I I know that that was the episode. But I feel like that was kind of due to um, control free because like he made her scared and manifested that, and that's another reason. Like the villains in here are perfect, both as physical and mental vil- villains for all the characters. Like they beat them, they humiliate them, but then they come back and kick their butts again.
0: Yes, and I also would like just say a lot of the ones feel like have some sort of foils to the hero, like some similar traits. Like, for example, one thing Control Freak and Beast Boy have in common is that they're both fans of move, movies and stuff.
1: I can respect that.
0: This is the stuff, just, yeah, that's I one. Love... Like, okay, sorry, continue.
1: Oh, sorry, if I cut you off. But that's, I love Beast Boy. Like, he has so much character development and character interest, and... They're like, yeah, he's a funny character and does crack jokes, but he's also serious and you feel for him at many moments, like no spoil not not spoiling anything, but it's like later on you just feel so bad for him about what happens with Tara with every one. Like you generally like, feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, and then also just like how like just as us as nerds, like how can you not like a guy that just is a superhero but also likes movies? That's awesome. Yeah, like
0: that's one thing. Him and Control Freak because they both like movies and stuff. I feel like if Control Freak wasn't a villain, him and Beast Boy would probably be good friends if he wasn't a villain. I villain. And I also feel like Gizmo has has partially a foil to Cyborg in a way in the sense that they're both mechanics and that they like to uh, mechanics. Except Cyborg uses his knowledge of technology mechanics for good, while Gizmo uses his knowledge for evil.
1: And I will say this, because i seen Gizmo in the comics. Like, I saw him in, like, in one panel, but he looks very different. Yeah, and in the I, comics, I think, he's a growing ass man. Yeah, in this one, he looks like he's, like, eight years old.
0: Yeah, in this new show, yeah, he's basically a child.
1: Yeah. You know, but it's That's kind of a, another thing, of, not to uh, interrupt you again, but it's like, um... That's why, uh, if anyone gets into the comments, like Blackfire looks very different than what she looks like in the show.
0: Yeah. Earth, in fact, Blackfire only appeared in two episodes of the 2003 show. Only two episodes, and then she oh. was never seen again.
1: Oh, like just in the ones where she comes to Earth and like foils with uh, Starfire and Robin?
0: Yeah. And then later on, when she. she her second and final appearance was when she was trying to con Starfire into dating this creature called Glerdle Sklurch, I think. So she can use oh, that yeah. to get this gemstone to make her more powerful.
1: Oh yeah. I do I do remember that that one. Yeah, like they go to tamarind and she is like in this like force relationship with that creature, but the Titans are like, there's something going on here, and they find out that yeah, it is Blackfire behind yep. everything. Yep, <laughs> basically conning her. And also, fun fact: both of
0: them are voiced by hidden Wulch.
1: Oh, both of them are. Oh, wait, yeah. Um... Oh, wait, which one?
0: It's both Star and Blackfire. They're both voiced by hidden Wulch. Oh,
1: nice. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I do know this, like, if anyone does recognize Starfire's voice, she's also famous for Princess Bubblegum in Adventure Time. I did yeah, know yeah. that.
0: And she's voiced Harley Quinn several times in various DC-related media.
1: I can see that.
0: Yeah, she started voicing her in the show The Batman Man and reprised her role several other times, such as Batman Assault on Arkham, Bat, Come and um, uh, the, the some of the director video DC movies. Oh, nice yeah so she's the new worst time speaking of registered voice actors in the show the maybe the all season three of the show brother blood was voiced by john dimaggio
1: oh that was cool yeah yeah, yeah. And i do know brother blood was a titans villain but honestly i think the only reason why i do know him was because of the Arrowverse, where he was um featured in one of the arrow seasons Know, yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, he was like the puppet head villain of season t- two when the real villain was Deathstroke. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: It's this like one of the reasons why I know. But I do know Brother Blood is a Titans villain. He's famous for being a villain in Titans.
0: Yeah, except in the comics, he's a little more darker. As he ran this cult dedicated Trigon to try and revi- revive him and vi- him fans were numerously spoiled by the titans and the comics he did also like in the show develop a rivalry with with cyborg
1: oh yeah because they're both kind of like technical geniuses a little yeah bit.
0: yeah except yeah. like i said with uh gizmo brother brothers is his abilities for evil while cyborg uses his for good
1: yeah and i feel like the only one that's really like a Threat, I guess, like to Robin is this Deathstroke, or were there other people that were threats to him? Uh,
0: well, in the comics, as we during the Nightwing comics, his primary threat was this big crime lord guy called Blockbuster.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I just meant like in Titans because I think just in the show Titans, it's just uh, Deathstroke. I think, but I know yeah. in the comics he has multiple different villains. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Black Mask was one at one point. Who? Black Mask. Black Mass, yeah, he's yeah he's a villain
0: that he's like let that King of which? My one, my I do will say, i um, uh, would you say that K P A does a pretty good job as the voice of my um, uh, cyborg?
1: I say he does an amazing job. I, like it, yeah, feels like both like teeny, like very teenager, but also like kind of serious a little bit. And I feel like that's like a perfect blend. I feel like everyone kind of nails that. Really yeah, he's.
0: Well. I, and Cyborg is also the oldest member of the t- Titans. Like, I, like I've estimated the characters' ages at the beginning of the show, and from I can tell, I think Robin and Raven are both sixteen, Cyborg's eighteen, Starfire's seventeen, and Beast Boy's fourteen. He's the youngest.
1: Dang, I actually didn't even know that they were that young. Well, they don't yeah. call
0: them Teen Titans for nothing.
1: <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I will say this: like, uh, kind it just reminded me of a. Uh, Blackfire, uh, one of my favorite comics out there is this series called uh uh Red Hood and the Outlaws, and there is a part where they do go to Tam Tamaran and fight, I guess alongside Blackfire
0: at one uh, point. I, th- I think we have read that I forgot about it, so I'm gonna have to reread it.
1: Yeah. But I don't think I'm forgetting like I I still remember they don't call her Blackfire. I Commander. <laughs> Commander, yeah,
0: yeah. That's Blackfire's what? real name. Blackfire's real name is Commander. Starfire's real name is Coriander's.
1: Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know. But is this that? Like, I will say this: I highly recommend that to everyone out there. It is a very good story, and does like tie into um, other Batman titles, like a Death of the Family, which is a very dark story, or like very very dark.
0: Yeah, yeah. Death <laughs> of the Family was one of the yeah. darkest DC Comics storylines I ever read. Next to part of the Terror of Trigon storyline, which was the basis for the fourth season of Teen Titans. Oh. Yeah, the Terror of Trigon storyline. And, and by the element can... of the storyline from the comics, like, better than in the Talon 3 show. Like, in the Talon 3 show, the part where they had, like, that, those Nega versions of Cyborg, Starfire, and Beast Boy. I liked how they were done better in the, co- in the original storyline, because... It wasn't just them fighting them; it was them showing the Titans to like their worst fears, and then taunting them over it. Like for example, Nightwing shown to Batman saying that he's for, that he was dumb for like wanting to be going on his own. That the only thing he'll ever be good for is being Batman's sidekick and stuff. And Starfire is showing that because of her leaving her people, she's now doomed them back to slavery, and the only way to free them as to go back into it, which is one of her fears. And for Cyborg's fear, it's basically him being not... Uh, being treated like crap for not being fully human. I thought that was a little more interesting than in, in season four, where it was just them fighting clones of themselves. I kind of would prefer that, for that. I feel like it have made things a little more interesting, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I just remember this one villain, like... I'm forgetting his name, but he, um... He kind of like puts all of them into like this school thing or like a mind- Med mod. Yeah, med med mod. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fun thing. He's voiced by Malcolm McDowell, who,
1: who oh, is yeah. old.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, um, uh, I think the. I think uh, from Clockwork Orange, the guy's character from Clockwork Orange. You know I mean,
1: Yeah, he's also. Um, if anyone's seen the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, he's yeah. In um, that Dr. one. Loomist. Yeah. Was,
0: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And McDowell was also the main villain of Star Trek Generations.
1: I haven't seen uh the next generation of uh Star Trek yet. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. He was
0: the main villain in the first, in the first Star Trek Next Generation film, Star Trek Generations. He played the main villain. Let me look up what the villain's name name was. Um, uh, the villain's I'll tell. Him. Tell me, I'm uh, oh yeah, Tolian Sorin.
1: Tolian Soren.
0: Hmm. yeah, yeah, and also, and in... so let's see. Season, well, I also found the first two seasons were actually, um, uh, produced by Bruce Tim, the guy who did Baron the Animated series.
1: That, that is really like uh, the, the king of all of the DC animated universe, yes,
0: and and I'm also excited for his upcoming Batman Return of the Cape... Cape, Batman the Cape Crusader show, which hopefully will appear in the next year or so, since it's been picked up by Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, I am very, very anticipated for that show because, one, just the amount of people that are in it, obviously we're getting the duo back from the animated series. We're also getting Matt Reeves, who did the Batman movie, which is awesome. Also, J.J. Abrams is a part of it as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people are a little eh on Abrams because a lot of people didn't care for what he did with Star Trek and Star Wars. But I I still have faith in it personally because I like, because Bruce Timm's a part of it, and I think if Bruce is a part of it, it's going to be pretty good.
1: Yeah. And uh, just we have to take a moment for uh, the greatest Batman ever made, Kevin Conroy, who Mm -hmm. highly proud I don't, did they say he was going to be in it or like? I did they have
0: no him? idea.
1: Ah, okay. But this is, I'm pretty sure everyone was really, really looking forward to having Kevin back into the Cape once again in animated form. I and mean, obviously, he has been in, in Cape form and animated for many, many years. But just have to put that out there. Rest in peace to the greatest Batman ever. Amen. Amen to that. Yep. Had mm-hmm. to go off on a tangent on that. I just, I just had to put that out there. I had to. With
0: yeah, I, have, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Also, it like, without, uh, I guess, without Michael Keaton Batman, I we probably wouldn't have had Kev- Kevin or the animated series because that kind of, in a little bit, took influence from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and i um, uh, Now back to Teen Titans. It, yeah. Another Sorry. thing, <laughs> I, I feel like it did better than the new ones is definitely the comedy the comedy is definitely handled better
1: yeah I would, that's like one like especially with older shows i think the comedy kind of hits a little different because like yeah it's being funny but it's also being a little bit more i don't know kind of more creative about it a little bit yeah like
0: bunny raven i think it was one of the funniest episodes of the original show show like i, I liked how absurd it was and how
1: the one where they split Raven and her multiple personalities.
0: No, no, no. That was no. That episode was never more. I'm talking about buying Raven, where mumbo jumbo, the magician villain, voiced by Tom Kenny, he for he puts the, the Titans in his dimension where he turns them into different things. He turns um I I don't remember he turned Robin into a thing. he turned into a monkey. He turned Starfire into a cat. He turned Cyborg into a bear. He turned Beast. I mean, Beast Boy only turned into inanimate objects.
1: Um, oh, that, that's, that's actually pretty funny because you can already turn into animals. So now he turns into um, inanimate
0: Which season out of the five do you think was the best?
1: I would say, um, I would say, uh, which season was the one where like Terra joins season two? Oh, season two? Yeah, I would say that one. Was pretty good because that one had like I don't know like this very very good season. Just like I said, it showed just how like Holy this was, like like Slade is just like a menace to every Titan member. Like he manipulates Terra, he manipulates Beast Boy, he manipulates every one, and the long term effects that it has on every one throughout just the entire series is really really good. Yeah, I really agree. Well crafted. I would say probably, like, the later seasons, like, where, like, Slate, like, does come back and try gun becomes the main villain. season those... four. Oh, season four, okay. Who's the, who's the villain in season three?
0: Brother Blood. The villain in season okay. five was Bray and Mala.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, because when Bray and Mala were doing the Brotherhood of Evil, they were the leaders of it yeah and fun fact brain and Molo were both voiced by Glenn Shadix, who you don't know was also in Beetlejuice.
1: oh 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 is she the stepmom
0: no 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 it's dude they, 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 oh she, they, no he was the fat guy who was like friends with Katherine O'Hara and was like helping read that little book book that almost killed Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis.
1: oh that guy, yeah, I remember him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was also the mayor in Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Ah, I have the two-faced politician guy, yeah. Yes!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Glenn so, Shadix.
1: The two-faced because it is Tim Burton Batman, kind of. I don't know if that yeah, was the, the joke there, but I thought that was funny. Yeah,
0: another interesting, yeah, uh, yeah another... Um, uh,
1: let me think. Here, here. I'm uh...
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a. Uh... In my opinion, one of the darker episodes to me was a prince. The prince, two part from season one, where in it's slay black males Robin to be his apprentice by putting these nanomite things into the Titans body, threatening to, I think, torture them to death with the thing unless. Robin agreed to be his apprentice and do whatever he wanted him to do.
1: Oh, yeah, that I do remember that. I seen like that image of like Robin in the like a death stroke like outfit. And I mm-hmm. don't remember, uh, like how's it gonna do they stop him or like does like Robin actually like... what happens
0: is that you find out what's going on with, with them and then Robin puts the stuff in himself saying if you're gonna take them out, you're gonna. You don't have to take me out with them.
1: What a noble leader Robin is!
0: Yes, and he just and that's who decides not and this decides not worth losing his apprentice over the story. He destroys the device,
1: and that's like another like, like I said, I know I keep saying that like why Slate is such a good villain, but that is so like he just he, he's playing with everyone, like everything is this like a mind manipulate. For them and with him, which I feel like, like that is just so cool to think for a villain, because yeah. like, I've seen like everywhere, and I 100 percent agree why like Slate is one of the best animated villain villains of all time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then put to the wrap up my podcast, but uh, yeah. yeah, thanks that, everyone for good. listening, and uh, tune in, in at least maybe like once a month for my podcast, and uh, enjoy life. Have a good day.
1: Peace out, everybody. Hope you enjoy your day.